0: And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Now entering... Nerdist.com dot com. By the way, I it's very
1: different when you have promotional like, PR for film, mm-hmm. PR for you as a human, which is weird.
0: Yeah, I guess it sort of depends. Right, I guess it sort of depends on
1: uh, whether they read
0: what it is, <laughs> and also what it is that you're trying to achieve
1: and beyond the *InStyle* or *Us Weekly*. Yes.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Uh,
1: they were always, like, trying to put me into, like, like the publicists who were like, oh, we got you on InStyle Fashion Pages. I'm like, I don't want to be on InStyle Fashion Pages. <laughs> the worst fucking taste in the world. Like, if, if I'm in that, then I've done something wrong.
0: So do you, do you feel like uh, it's important to look at whatever those magazines do and then do the opposite of that?
1: I just don't look at them. I don't feel good about myself. You know what I mean? Like, if you, like, at the nail salon, I feel kind of, like, dirty. After reading, like, three of them at the nail salon, you're like, <laughs> I feel kind of, like, dirty right now because... I'm, it's, it's just human nature. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing that. And meanwhile, if they write about you, you're like, that's so fake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not true. But, you know, it's, it's just part of the territory. But it's, I do a lot of, more work with um, – European magazines, like the cover of like Italian Vogue, Susan mm-hmm. K, like all little Dazed and Confused, like the cool ones. Yeah. So I've like kind of broken off from like Hollywood publicist people.
0: I look very dramatic right now. Well, yes, you're wearing our... Is
1: this your grandmother's?
0: No, it's someone made it. It's our logo. It's so sweet. Someone made it someone and gave made it to it? me at a show. Yeah. It's a big old like Afghan blanket. And uh, that's... If I've you're...
1: gotten some interesting things too. But that's cool. <laughs> I have had some interesting <laughs> presents down the line.
0: What's your, what's your favorite one?
1: Probably – well, it wasn't my favorite because it was rude the way it was delivered. Someone broke into my car and left this big oil – and oil paintings – like paint, for stalkers, it's symbolic. Sure. Right, whatever they do. And I had these like – I just was impressed by the amount of oil. I was like, wow, that's a lot of money for a starving artist. I'm assuming he's starving. I mean, I don't know how many rich people are stalkers. But, sure. um it had spikes coming out of my – like nails coming out from behind. Then with painted over white, like it was really – that wasn't like the best one, right? But it was one um, statues, people,
0: sculptures. Oh my god!
1: Um, it's really weird when people start tattooing you on them, their bodies, and it's real weird with like your signature. You're like, you're so gonna regret that. <laughs> I'm so gonna regret that. <laughs> and people are like, I want like like what what's a saying of yours? I'll get it tattooed on me. I'm like, no.
0: My saying is, don't fucking get my name tattooed on your body.
1: What am I saying let's let's be rational? And think about this. Let's think it over.
0: And then it'll say, Gowan, let's be rational and think about this."
1: Let's be rational and be like, "Ah,
0: oh. oh, that's it. That's it." I saw you uh, introducing Space Station Seventy Six at the. Mm, at I was the really nervous. Funnest. I get nervous at public speaking. Really? Yeah. You were funny. I think so. Thanks. No, it didn't. It didn't seem nervous at all. Yeah. That was part of it. Was it the last? Part of Outfest?
1: Yeah, it must yeah. have been the last part, yeah.
0: because yeah, my friend Jack Platnick directed that movie. Yeah, it's And it's great. fucking great movie. It's great,
1: and they dumped it, and I'm so mad at them.
0: Who dumped it? The
1: studio. They just fucking, like, duh. What? Like, it was playing at the silent movie theater for one night, two nights. <gasps> it's so fucked up. The production design and that, I thought, I thought, are we on? Yeah. No. We're yeah. on? hmm Shut up. Yeah.
0: We are? hmm yeah, for five minutes and 32 oh, seconds. Oh, I didn't
1: know. Are you serious? Yeah. I had no idea. I yeah. thought we were just actually having conversations. No,
0: this is how the podcast works.
1: I love this. Uh, I thought I was like waiting for Morgan to come in. Okay. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was beautifully. If you can see Space Station 76 by Jack Plotnick, he did a tremendous job. The actresses in it are tremendous and hilarious. Mercer Coughlin. But the set design, um, Patrick Wilson was brilliant. It was, um, it was like, I read the script, and it was like so much more was there, and I loved it, and I was really proud of him.
0: It's like the ice storm in space, kind of.
1: Right, except for you don't have Tobey Maguire getting killed, <laughs> which is a pity, because sometimes you want Tobey Maguire to get killed
0: in not, a movie. Not a Spider-Man, though.
1: Ah, I'd well, make it interesting. I, mean, I don't like superhero movies just because they always win, and that's dull.
0: Technically, Andrew Garfield killed him and took his... Uh, Persona Took his suit mm-hmm. Took the suit Did he really? Well in the in the cinematic universe Oh
1: in the cinematic you might, yes ex,
0: You could say that a version of that happened When Andrew Garfield took over the role of Spider-Man from Tobey Maguire
1: One could say that
0: That he had to defeat him in He a, had to
1: defeat him in a duel on the universal lot
0: Mm-hmm was a very small... That's how they cast people now. It's cage matches. Fight this those
1: cage... How amazing would that be? <laughs> right? You see, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and, and, well, I'm not sure who else, fighting over something in a cage match. Maybe wearing, like, sumo wrestling outfits.
0: That would be a good... Like, if there was, like, an actor MMA type of a thing. <gasps> uh, but I think most actors probably can't fight. Even though they put that on their resume as a special skill.
1: Uh, yes. I, I, I had some special skills when I first started, too. I have lost my special skills along the way because I realize nobody has ever asked me. See, on people on actors' headshots, it has on the bottom, for those who don't know, it says special skills. Horseback riding. Horse, it's always horseback fencing. riding.
0: Australian accent.
1: Australian accent. It's so... And then my favorite. I love the car washes in LA where they have all the headshots or the... Oh, yeah. or the, or the um, you know, and I go to the dry cleaner. like, can you bring me a headshot? I'm like, no. I cannot. <laughs> We'll put you
0: next to Judith Light from Who's the Boss.
1: Right, because that means I'll be faded in light, and it's just, <laughs> I'm going to be one of those people in 20 years. I, I can't. Like, but it is, they're amazing time capsules of hairdos.
0: Yeah, and also time capsules of just I know. who went there. I know. At random points.
1: I know, I know. I, I live um, by Laurel Canyon in L.A., and I love that Canyon Country Store because that was you know the purview of Jim and Janis Joplin, and yeah. it's got like such a great history up there.
0: Do, are there headshots up there?
1: Um there are some pictures of them. Hmm. I wonder if Jim Morrison ever had special skills.
0: Uh his special skills were doing bad poetry and getting fucked a lot.
1: I think he fucked more than he got fucked.
0: I <laughs> think he did. Yeah. That's what I I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna put I, I, it that way. I said it that way because I assumed it was effortless for him. So it, it wasn't was. even really him trying to He didn't
1: have to try hard. You know He, he was just, just him. And some... and that was okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just that, and then those the this certain type of person just loves like a dude in leather pants reciting bad poetry.
1: I don't know that it was necessarily bad. I had um, I don't know why it was really weird. We had a like a jukebox thing in the lunchroom. It was one high school I went to for like a week, and uh, I spent my entire free period before lunch putting in all of my lunch money to play Riders on the Storm, which is a very strange selection to have <laughs> in a jukebox <laughs> at high school, right? So I played for the people coming to lunch that I did not like. I played Riders on the Storm every day for a full hour at lunch, and I was driving everybody mad because people yes. would get there and try to have their music. Amazing. But no, I was like, Riders on the Storm. And these people are like, what the hell is These people in Oregon are like, what the hell is this?
0: And you've, you've, Well, they
1: don't have accents, but for my intents and purposes.
0: Yes. Yes, but spiritually, that's how spiritually, it yeah. like,
1: and, and what I because I moved from Rome to Backwoods, Oregon. That was my first place in America, and that was shocking. It was like gun racks, jacked up trucks, Oregon. So you, everyone ca- thinks Oregon's all hippie, but
0: you were in, uh, you were from Rome
1: um i grew up in italy i, grew, I was born in florence and so there's gun uh,
0: racks on the back of vespas
1: gun racks on the back of vespas because if you are not drinking espresso at 4 p.m they will take you out <laughs> so They're like oh it's on how old were you in the Ciao. Uh, about nine and a half oh okay yeah and no so i had a solid i grew up in a commune so there's you know no electricity no television no movies no but a lot of books and and that's what trained me for acting just reading but Going to Oregon was, America was a culture shock majorly. I'd never seen fluorescent lights. I'd never heard loud. I mean, it was very different cars, huge cars, comparatively. Um, like any orange cheese. I'd never seen orange cheese. That's not natural. Like, wh- like who decided on orange at what point? I'm,
0: I'm, uh, Uncle Sam for American like, cheese. Thanks, Uncle. <laughs> I don't know why. Cheddar? You guys didn't have cheddar in Italy? It's white. Oh, Yes. Yellow. See, it
1: should be this weird orange because that's what it. I, mean, I just wonder who started that. The I'd blanket
0: around you is vaguely cheese-colored.
1: It is, va- actually, it's quite. It's a McDonald's theme. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And and your microphones.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They totally are. You've got a Ronald thing going on here. God, I didn't realize we had a fetish, but I guess the I had McDonald's last night. I uh, wasn't. I haven't had it in a while.
1: It makes me a terrible person, but I don't care. <laughs> Do you? I, I'm I, supporting the man, one cheeseburger at a time.
0: I I I I I believe the first time I ever met you was at a karaoke bar <laughs> in like the year 2000 and then I think for a period of time uh you were you were dating a fella in our group In our friend group And so we would go bowling Yeah mm-hmm. at I'm the, a really bad bowler At the now defunct uh, Hollywood Star Lanes That's so sad It was such a great God, place so
1: good You know what was their downfall and, and places that are cool always do this Like after they did the Big Lebowski there They remodeled
0: Whenever oh. places
1: Like if it's like a little hole in the wall And it gets popular They think oh we need to remodel now Because all these people are coming But that they kill what the charm is Yep so we'll always have Lebowski, though.
0: So the lesson here is keep it shitty.
1: Keep it shitty and watch Lebowski.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> that's where the hipsters want to go. The hipsters want to go to the shitty-looking places. Not well, the... you
1: don't want to go to the Valley. No. No offense. <laughs> to the Valley. But it's, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, or the Hollywood, whatever. It's I would prefer some downwardly mobile people around me.
0: I mean, they did turn it into a school, so I guess that's good, but... Not if it's
1: run by the L.A.U.S.D.
0: <laughs> Touche. Yeah, but I miss, I miss the old Hollywood starling. Who was
1: the person I was dating? Tell me
0: here.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was curious. Yeah. But I am a bad bowler. I'm good for about the two first frames, and then I get bored, and then I tail off. But what's the <laughs> highest score you've ever gotten?
0: Me? Yeah. You know. Oh, 289. But you, my father was a professional bowler
1: are you lying no i'm dead serious oh you're dead mm-hmm. se- are yeah, you, my, you my got a 289 mm-hmm. and my grandfather stub moonen was a yes it was a fantastic name
0: that's a bowling name
1: bowling stub moonen had every bowling award i'd ever seen in you know when i came to america i stayed with my grandparent great-grandparents for a while and stub was a no-nonsense kind of guy but he was like bowling was his heart and soul and he was missing a thumb <gasps> on his bowling hand. This
0: guy just keeps getting more and more interesting.
1: Right. His name was Francis, but he thought it was too wussy, so he renamed himself Stub. So
0: he cut off his thumb. So he cut off his thumb. thumb, and
1: I was like, Ah, like, ah, <laughs> I'm Stub. No, but all my magazine subscriptions come to Stub Moonin.
0: That is a that's it's a, a fantastic great name. name.
1: That should be. You have to i have the, do something. With something Stub, with stub with has it. to be somewhere. Stub. God, he was grumpy. <laughs> God, Stubb was—he gr- was exactly what you would, and and always wore like this fisherman's red cap, like just this like and the kind of eyes glasses that double their eyes. Like, yeah, he was pretty scary.
0: Now, why? First of all, what. Series of events led to your birth in Italy, and then what brought Sex. you— Sex. Okay, sure. Primarily that, between two people. Between two people that made it, it, made it a baby that happened that to made a baby. You.
1: Uh, my parents uh, were involved in a commune thing, and Joaquin Phoenix and Rain and, and River, they grew up in the same thing, but in Venezuela, and I grew up in the Italian chapter, if you will, because it was a Jesus thing, mm-hmm. and um, it got weird, so we escaped, you know, your basic— <laughs>
0: you escaped italy and made it escaped
1: to- italy which i didn't want to escape america was like i i do wonder how different my life would have been if i if i would have gotten to stay there i'm sure i'd be married to somebody on a vespa
0: yep and you'd also be speaking Italian, and i'd
1: also be riding a vespa
0: yeah probably yeah. so yeah and uh and speaking
1: italian yes
0: do you think you ever would have discovered performing
1: if you'd stayed in italy well i never discovered performing it discovered me i was standing on a street corner on um Sweetser and Beverly Remember that old gym that It was like it was, There was a gym on Beverly Boulevard That had all I called it butt row It was like all these Stairmasters in the window But you oh, drove by yeah. And you saw everybody's butt like As it was the, going up and down It's still there I Right think. But now it's on the second, on the second floor. floor But it, this was just butt row Yeah It was like all you could see And so I was visiting my friend And I was standing outside Like with my arms crossed I was like I'm not going in there That's so L.A. So I stood outside With this grumbly face And um, this woman came up to me And blah 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 And that's how I wound up acting um, I needed money for rent
0: and that was it.
1: And then I took the money for rent. I got a little apartment cause I was going to have to go back and live with my dad in Seattle. And that was not cool. Like no, 19 year old living with your dad. I mean, I lived on my own since I was 13 to 14 and then 15. I divorced my parents in court and, uh, and, uh, got a job at a public relations firm, which is really weird.
0: So you could just divorce your parents when you're 15.
1: You can take them to court and do this. I represented myself, so that the judge was very impressed. I, I probably should have been a lawyer. I'd be a really good prosecutor. I would never be a defense
0: attorney. Why don't you... Have you ever thought about being on a legal show? To
1: No, God, that would kill me. I hate procedurals. Okay. Ugh. That would be torture. No, and people are like, oh, but you could play it. You're like, yeah, that's satisfying.
0: Stub Moonen, attorney, at attorney at law. Stub
1: Moonen, attorney Yeah, and I would get like an old... No, Stub Moonen, detective.
0: Detective. Private detective. Okay. Private
1: detective. Okay. Maybe a sh- crappy office on Coanga Boulevard with the old school like Raymond Chandler lettering. Yeah. Nice.
0: And upstairs a row of people on A row of people a row on, of stair-master's. People on <laughs>
1: stairmasters and their butts.
0: You know, see, I think there's an interesting story there of uh, someone who... You're in Los Angeles, but you hate contemporary culture. Yes. And you're basically, <laughs> you're an old-timey detective, and you refuse to, you don't have a cell phone, you refuse to use computers, you refuse to use contemporary this lingo. This could actually
1: be a really good like digital like 10-minute series, The Adventures of Stub Moonin. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just you being like, like Hey, Lane. I'm here to shake you down, you I'm crazy mugs. You on, you're, yeah, yeah, crazy mug. Ford Fairlane is a great movie.
1: It is a great movie.
0: It's, it's underrated. It is underrated. It was. Uh, I. I, I mean, it's wa-
1: ridiculous, but it was fun because it was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it was a fun movie. I concur. At the height of uh, Andrew Dice Clay's popularity,
1: and then he made it into a Woody Allen film. So you never know. You
0: never know what's going to happen. You Never know. He's, He's acting you, with
1: Kate Blanchett. If you, you can wait know. for
0: twenty years, <laughs> something will happen. You might. Well, if you wait from twenty years now, you probably won't end up in a Woody Allen movie. But twenty Wouldn't years would that from- be
1: interesting? He'd still be casting himself against young
0: women. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he'll be the ninety-five and some twenty-two-year-old girl yeah. be like, "I don't know why I'm so attracted to and you." Know why
1: I'm so attracted to you. Can I flop your jowls back and forth? <laughs> Can I slap your jowls <laughs> gently? <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> You're sexy. Uh, yeah, that is uh, still well. At least sometimes he has the good sense to cast people that represent him in Correct. films. but
1: it, 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 I, I feel a sense of like, damn. Like from him, like there's this sense of like, ah, oh, I have to cast somebody else to be me now because I've gotten criticized too much, but he still wants it to be
0: him. It's hard. It still
1: lends like a. But he writes it, so. You know. I
0: mean, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a comic at heart, stand up comic. And so he's, you know, as a, as a performer, when you're as a comic, you always want to be the guy.
1: I think as anybody, you want to be the guy. I want to be the guy. I've always wanted to be the guy.
0: What, which to do what? In movies just always the guy i've
1: done so many movies i swear to god where i've gotten on set and i i need i'm not the lead man what like (laughs) i read the script and i think it's great or this or that or it's cool whatever it is but i've i generally read the man's role and forget that i'm not that really yeah it's happened to me numerous times i've stopped doing that
0: (laughs) i woke up did, uh, at any point, were you able to convince them to just flip and give it to you?
1: Yeah. I've done um, four, three or four movies where it's been flipped to um, a girl for me. Literally, one movie, all they did was change the first letter of the name. And that was like, so it, it, it matters. Oftentimes, it doesn't even, you really can be interchangeable with a woman, just like you can be interchangeable with race and you don't have to say anything about it. But it adds a layer of complexity that wasn't there
0: before. Now, uh, what is it that attracts you to that?
1: Like, look at Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. How much more complex is that?
0: Um, um, it's amazing then because it, it creates it the relationship character. between her and, and Dr. Lecter.
1: And just her and knowing her struggles being a female in the FBI, a young female, like how much she has to prove and da-da-da adds this whole layer of complexity. And they didn't really address her being a woman that much. It just like, happened to be.
0: Yeah, so
1: so I think these things are possible, and going forward, I would like to play more men.
0: Do you uh, <laughs> Do you have to audition a lot, or do you just...
1: It depends on the situation. It really depends on who it's for, and, it, and I, mean, I basically stopped acting for seven years. Um, I took off after, uh, you know, I've said this in an interview recently, I was on the cover of Rolling Stone, and I was so repulsed um, by what kind of I had been turned into and become.
0: Which was what? What do you think? what did i turn into um what did you not like
1: what did i not like i didn't like the golden handcuffs i didn't like i didn't like not make sure you don't rock the boat make sure you don't cut your hair short make sure you don't do this i had an agent two years ago that told me not to speak too much in meetings because i'm intimidating to the men and that was from a female (laughs) so yes there's there's a lot of stuff i don't have to
0: follow any of that
1: i don't now I don't do it. And I, and I just kind of disappeared. I was like, you people, there's something deeply wrong there. There's something yep. deeply wrong. And so I just left. I traveled the world. I did whatever I wanted. I did a couple of things here and there when I would come back to town. I was like, yo, I need health care. Uh, Why? Well, I don't know because I'm living in Paris and it's fine. You know, I just traveled the world and did whatever I wanted. I went to Afghanistan. I went to Kuwait. I, uh, oh, I, wow. I just do whatever I want. What would you do there? So it's kind of a, I just did whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> And that's basically like how I've lived my life ever since getting off. Um, I was on a show called Charmed and, you know, I'm a gypsy. I'm an itinerant gypsy. It's how I grew up. It's what I like to be and what I like to do. And it was very difficult. So I would never get on a legal show. I would, I would commit murder to myself. Would that be suicide? Uh, yeah,
0: no, not at all. I don't think so. Is
1: suicide not murdering yourself?
0: I guess it is technically murdering yourself. Yeah, it, it's, it's self-murder.
1: Self-murder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. glad I figured that one out. It's a
0: much more complex term.
1: It is. So you Don't did, you think they should call shooters murderers? Now they call them shooters, like the, the shooter that makes them sound kind of badass, like they're in fact, mass murderers.
0: Uh, if they that actually flip? kill people.
1: Yeah, which they usually do. Yeah. Fairly successfully often in this country.
0: I think it just specifies that they're a shooter as opposed to a swordsman.
1: I think this is true. I think fences, fencing is the new scourge
0: on America. I think these French people (laughs) with their epais They're coming in here with their mesh face masks. And they're
1: trying to hit me in the heart. Which I'm
0: sure has a name.
1: Yeah, what is that?
0: And they're almost ballet-like grace as they try to plunge a foil. I actually
1: want to start that so I can now, I want to do like old school resume and put special skills on it now and see how that go for me. I don't know what my special skills would be. Baking red velvet cake. Um, <laughs> none of my special skills that I previously listed were, in fact, true.
0: Fencing, typography. Uh, yes,
1: I think I think we're, we're wood multifaceted. Cutting. Woodcutting. Stubb was a woodcutter.
0: Of course he was a woodcutter. He cutter. would make
1: owl clocks with googly eyes that would circle around. Oh my God. Stubb was awesome. Is that how
0: he lost the thumb?
1: Maybe in his wood shop. It, he did lose it in the wood shop.
0: It might be in a clock somewhere.
1: It might be in an owl clock ticking, <laughs> ticking away, rotten.
0: So you'd be okay if you were just like, "Yeah, fuck this. I'm just going to go live on a commune again for a while." Yeah. Wow. I
1: mean, except for I'm not down with communes, but other than no, that, no, no, no. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, no. You if just... I was doing, I've, my life has had a lot of chapters way before Hollywood. I'm actually writing an autobiography of starting it, but it's from zero to nineteen.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. And then is there going to be another one? That's, yeah. Yep.
1: At some point, I'll blow the roof off of this place. Wah wah wah! <laughs>
0: watch out. When was uh? When was Doom Generation?
1: That was 95. I was a baby. I lied and said I was, because um, I was actually 17. I lied and said I was 18 to do it. Yep. And then 19 was um, Sundance. Wow. And I went there and um, I had enough money from Doom Generation to get an apartment and go find Napoleon's grave. And then I came back and they're like, yo, you have to go to Sundance. What? What's that? Like, I know I, <laughs> you I like, have to I had, go to
0: Sundance.
1: <laughs> I was like, what is that? And then lawyers are giving me their cards and I was like, piss off, you old creepy troll. Cause I thought they were just trolly people. Right. Which I could have been right about.
0: You were probably right about that. I was that. probably right about that. Yeah.
1: But no, everything changed. And, you know, within two years, you know, I did scream and then you become world famous and then you're trapped. And then you have a thing where. You know, so many people would give their eye teeth to do what you do. So you never complain. And, you know, I'm Irish, hardcore work ethic. You know, show up, pull up your bootstraps, march on. And when you work so much and so often, you don't raise your head and think, what do I want for my life? Right. And I got really, really trapped in a life that uh, kind of not of my choosing in a way.
0: But, But ultimately... Not
1: as a victim. I did it too. But I got so brainwashed into like, don't cut your hair because they have to be able to see you in different roles. Don't do... You know what? Nobody can see you in anything until you like bash him over the head. So it doesn't really matter what I do. I figured it
0: out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, it is possible when people are like, do this, don't do that. You know, you can go, well, eh, I'm going to do this. And
1: uh, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want.
0: That's not OK. Then I guess it's not OK. Yeah.
1: It's it's basically been a really great period for me this last 10 months since directing. I um, I have three directorial you know, things in the works and three shows, docuseries I created, which is great. I'm singing again under my own name. because I sang under different names for a long time for soundtracks because of actors. We get made fun of for singing, but
0: you, and you were worried they'd be like, people would be like, Oh, what yeah, are you yeah, try-
1: yeah, Lin- it was right when Lindsay Lohan was singing. So it wasn't really a good time. <laughs> <laughs> the climate wasn't conducive towards to um, artful singing.
0: Say What, what name did you sing under? Just, uh, Bubbles McCoy. Oh, Bubbles McCoy is great. Bubbles McCoy is uh, Stubbs' m- wife.
1: Bubbles w- McCoy is actually a Clara Bow character from a silent movie. <sighs> she was kidnapped by Indians in a movie called Call Her Savage, and they named her Bubbles McCoy, as the Indians would. Later, yes. she was saved by a white man, and all was well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Old Hollywood. Old oh, Hollywood. Here comes the white man to make everything Woo-woo. okay. yes. How was uh, how was your, you, you have a short film and when did you decide that you want to start, that you wanted to start directing?
1: It was, you know, I actually don't really like short films as a medium. I wanted to make uh, a film that just happened to be, and I did, that happened to be 18 minutes long. It's uh, pretty harrowing. I don't know
0: if you got a chance to see it. No, no one sent it to me. That's a pity. Can I have it? Yeah. The movie
1: He hasn't seen it. Yeah, please. Um so it was up for the grand jury prize at Sundance, which was amazing. And um it just finished its Oscar qualifying run, so fingers
0: crossed. Oh and shit.
1: No, it's serious. That's that's fucking really serious. No, this is, like really serious.
0: And then is this just something is this something that you want to keep doing or something that yes. you thought, oh I just wanna
1: No. I I actually two writer friends that just said it's time and I'd been gone for so long and I came back and you know, I fell in love with an artist and my father was an artist and I grew up in an artist community. And you forget that when you're here, you're surrounded by, you know, agents, managers, lawyers, publicists, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you forget the art side of it.
0: Well, you yeah, really caught
1: up in just trying to get a job of course, yes, because or it's... how to promote the job or how they're going to sell you or how you become like a commodity and you become part, you know, in, kind of in collusion with them. And it becomes the overriding and most important thing, and it's just not.
0: You become over. You you get swept up in the commerce.
1: And my thing is really just that I learned so much of what to do by what not to do. I saw. I would study. I would study the sets. I would study this, and I studied films since I was four. As my father, I'm a cinephile. I hosted a show on TCM. For a year with Robert Osborne, I'm on the board of the North American Film Noir Society with Dennis Lehane and James Elroy. I go, I roll hard. I roll privately, but I roll hard.
0: And <laughs> I roll very, privately. That's a fucking tattoo. There's saying. a saying, Rosa I, I roll privately, I roll, but privately. I roll hard.
1: I roll privately, but I roll hard. And I, you know, and I bring it a lot in... Um, other areas of my life I just didn't concentrate on acting so much because it was like the least consequential and least interesting to me
0: it's funny to me that it doesn't
1: mean that I don't like parts of it and it doesn't mean that I'm not good at it because I am uh I don't necessarily it did take me a long time to figure out that fantasy is not my favorite milieu Mm I like I like fantasy stories that you know, like you could say gravity is a fantasy, but it, at the same time, it could have taken place on Earth just in a different situation. I like things where it's all like kind of reality based. There just happens to be like like Game of Thrones. I'm super down with, but the dragons interest me the least. Whereas most guys are like dragons.
0: I'd be one of those. Mother of dragons. Dragons. Dragons! I like dragons,
1: and I totally understand that.
0: Okay, so in your I'll take Count Dracula in your gumshoe uh, detective detective show. I, so uh, <laughs> he's she's not going to have a dragon
1: she's going to have maybe a Pomeranian. That's a dragon. <laughs> I have an evil Pomeranian that I hate. Would you like her? She's a horrible animal. Why do you hate her? Because she's evil. She's literally the devil. She's. I have to get her out of the closet every day, and uh, she attacks me, so I have to put sweaters over my arms oh, no. to keep her from attacking me. Oh, no. uh, she was really tortured, and, and I always heard, you know, rescue dogs are so grateful, not her. Um, not this one,
0: this poor, this poor, no, I
1: was telling your producer, she humped her toy recently for two hours and snapped her ligament in her leg. And I had to pay $9,000 for the surgery. And then six weeks of aftercare in this cage, wherein she would attack me every time I had to take her out to the bathroom. So it was just been a really, it's been a great animal experience for me. But I just got an eighty-pound dog named Mrs. Noodle, so maybe Mrs. Noodle can eat her and solve all my problems. Just kidding. What's just her, kidding, what, animal what's, rights people. What's the
0: Pomeranian's name? Sasquatch.
1: <laughs> her name when I got her was Tina. I was like, mm. I was like, I can't be an actress with a purse dog named Tina. I'll kill myself.
0: No, so you have to name it Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Um, it's interesting that so you left acting for seven years, and then for some reason, when people uh, don't see you all the time, they probably go. Hey, what have you been up to lately? It's like, hey, I've been doing a lot of shit. You just do you not yeah, I, I do Everything
1: it. I do is off camera. And that's cool. I actually learned how to live my life as an adult off camera because I grew up being other people. I grew up in my off hours. That's when I got to be me. And what did I do in those off hours? I studied the 10 pages of dialogue I was going to have to do the next day when I was pretending not to be me. And you know what? Me is a pretty fun thing. <laughs> well, I'm pretty good. down most with people,
0: it. Most people don't like themselves.
1: No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty all right. I'm, uh, you know, everybody dislikes certain like, warts about their characters. And you know, if they're thinking people, I would hope so. But, and things they want to improve. But by and large, it's pretty fun. By and large, I'm having a blast. And so I came back and I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this as an artist. My husband's an artist, really major one. And, and just hanging out with an arts community again, I was like, oh my God, that's right. This is what was missing, the artistic component of it the art of the art and we forget that here you know we forget that we're contributing to what we're doing in entertainment is basically mirroring mirroring society in a long uh, in a lot of ways at its highest level at its purest level and we are living museums these are these are our living images that reflect culture I mean Stanley Kramer put Sidney Poitier in movies before the civil rights movement, you know, t- like before it even really took off before they were like, they still had like Colored intru- enter through the back and he was putting him in guess who's coming to dinner We can't affect change and so I'm about that
0: do you feel that uh, traveling so much and Kind of just doing whatever you wanted to do and find your way to that Do you feel like that made you sort of fearless or were you always kind of fearless? Always,
1: My dad's nickname for me, which for some reason he didn't Tell he told my sisters they could tell me after he died <laughs> like, like, cause it would go to my head or something. I, I have no idea what his logic was, but it was the brave one. I left when I was 13, I ran away and I've pretty much been just trucking along, fighting it, fighting, fighting life ever since. And, um, it's, it's been a lot less of a fight lately, not because it's, it's just less of a put your dukes up Yep. and it's more just having fun and having experiences, which I always had. I mean, during like, the periods when I was being other people, when I wasn't being other people, I was having amazing experiences. And, and I've gotten to live my life on a global stage. But that started before Hollywood, too. Uh, I, I lived all over Europe and, and, and Russia and like all sorts of different places. What's your
0: favorite place? Italy. Italy is yeah. so your favorite? Which part?
1: Umbria, a little town called Todi is one of my favorites. And a little town called the Jello in Perugia is beautiful, except for what they did to uh, Amanda Knox. But other than that.
0: It's a, but other than that, it's... A other
1: than, don't get in trouble with the law in Italy and you're okay. <laughs> because they will bring up witchcraft in your trials. For real.
0: What was, uh, what was Kuwait like?
1: I didn't like it. Kuwait, the conspicuous consumption actually made me kind of nauseous. It was so... I mean, they just have so much money, they literally don't know what to do with it. And so there's like the month of, I think it was Ramadan, I'm not sure, but there's where they're supposed to go out, and I could be messing this up, but they're supposed to go out into the desert and commune with, you know, get back to their roots and da-da-da. But so I'm driving in a a Humvee thing down their main highway, and I see like flat-screen TVs and big beautiful tents and giant ornate couches and basically people's living rooms all for as far as the eye could see in these deserts on the side of the road. And that was because for that month, they transport all of their riches and their flat screen TVs and everything to there. And the only people that weren't Kuwaitis, and I met some great, lovely people, but were were basically almost slave labor. So it's a very strange place. And um, the McDonald's delivers. like they deliver because that's how much money they have. Like McDonald's, you will come to me. Everybody like that. Does every person
0: dress like a clown?
1: Um, I would hope so. (laughs) Because I think they could afford to make them dress like clowns. I mean, it's it's pretty intense to be around that kind of wealth.
0: Do you think comfort is the downfall of society?
1: I think if we went back to hair shirts. We as a people would be much better. <laughs> if we like self flagellated, I think we'd be honest.
0: Oh, with you things. think so? Yeah. yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> and
1: I, I think right now, if we're sitting on some hard like stools with some splinters in our butt, I think that would be really awesome.
0: Yeah. To live like uh, Stub. lived. To live
1: like Stubb lived.
0: Stubb would probably not appreciate uh, any, of this. Or any of this shit.
1: Stubb would not appreciate Stub. Stubb would, no. He could kill you with a look. And he scarred me. He said I was the worst. Uh, dishwasher loader he'd ever seen (laughs) that's the one comment he gave to me in my childhood that was you
0: know stuck then it begs right it begs the question how many were on that list
1: a lot (laughs) a lot could have been on that list i was uh i was trying i was i was not the easiest kid i imagine because i had a mouth and a voice and and i would you know, I remember being three, and they would say, are we not supposed to talk about anything serious? I don't know. Um, they would say, like, have you let Jesus into your heart? And I would say, no. And so that pretty much set a pattern of being in trouble all the time. Do you think... <clears throat> and it wasn't because I didn't believe. I just didn't believe in theirs.
0: This might be <clears throat> this might be too personal a question, but do hmm. you feel like in a relationship, you said you were married, but in a relationship, do you think your significant other has uh, cause to worry in the sense that it sounds like when you are unhappy with whatever the current I state leave. of affairs, you leave. <laughs> you you left home. Snaps. You left acting. You left like you just take off.
1: That is a very good point, and you're possibly correct. <laughs> I think Davey should worry. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the pattern of my life. It was a pattern. It was what my parents did. I went to ten different schools in eleven years. Wow. Moved all over the country. Um, I would be home for two weeks somewhere and I'd come home and there'd be a plane ticket that night to get sent back somewhere else. It was very peripatetic, but, um, but I love leaving. And sometimes I like coming back, but I love leaving. <laughs> you my like leaving thing. more. Anywhere. I love leaving anywhere and I get somewhere and I want to leave, but I have a grand time until it's time to leave.
0: So you could just uh, get dropped off anywhere and just find and figure it out.
1: I have been in some pickles. Don't get me wrong. I have
0: been in some serious pickles. What's a good pickle that you're willing to share?
1: I got trapped on a small island in Turkey. It was the vice prime minister, whatever they want to call him, that uh, I got trapped on this island by somebody saying, there's a five-star luxury resort in this tiny island in Turkey. Come. And I was like, all right. And um, five-star is really a sliding scale in some countries. Sure, sure, sure. A kid got electrocuted in the the pond pool thing. Um, a Russian possible hooker died in my arms after swimming into a nest of jellyfish. Oh my god! He got trapped into watching Cirque du Soleil of Turkey perform every night while the vice president sang with them. I
0: think they call it Turk du Soleil.
1: Turk du Soleil. That's a really good one. Thank you. You're welcome. Stub would approve. <laughs> That's the, the only thing you'd approve of. Uh, and um, it, it was reduced to stealing bread rolls because it was a lot of Russians. Um, and it turned out to be primarily Russian mobsters or whatever, billionaires, however you want to go with that. Sure. Uh, and, their, and their female hired counterparts. And um, so they ran out of food for people that weren't rich and Russian. So I was reduced to waiting for the Russian guards like machine guns to turn so I could steal a bread roll. I mean it got and and it had to eventually get airlifted out of there.
0: Does are you scared at this point? Or are you like oh. No, I thought
1: it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean no, I mean I wasn't scared. I was like, oh for corn's sake. It's like here comes another thing. Ah for corn ah, sake. Ah for corn's sake. My That's... husband's like, you have to stop saying that. No, Why? you don't I You're, like it.
0: You have to add it to this gumshoe.
1: Gumshoe I have so yeah, I, I read a lot of English lit, a lot of old English lit, and a lot of and I, I have strange sayings that don't have no place in my ah, crumbs. Ah oh, for Yeah. Oh, for feck's sake, lad. Ah, for feck's sake. Oh, for feck's sake. Oh, get me the apple crumble. What are you doing over there on that Turkish island with all those prostitutes and Russians? You know, and they had a nightclub made out of ice. What? Yeah, it was amazing. It was a great experience. I mean, listen. And then from there I went and I got stuck. I, I got a Saudi Arabian woman that I'd met who has the largest wooden yacht in the world um invited me then to be on her yacht so with this other kooky girl and I was like all right and then she got jealous of me and had me locked in a compartment for three days underneath and I survived on my Cadbury's that I bought at the Turkish airport on the way in thank Christ had to get then I went from there to Vogue Paris to do uh, a Parisian photographer called her and I heard this photographer and they her um employee one of her employees snuck me out at four in the morning on a You know, it's called a tender, which is the little boat they take you away from yachts with. You know how that is. Yeah. um,
0: (laughs) I think everyone's got a great...
1: Everyone's got a great tender story.
0: Well, now tender stories are really disgusting. Uh, What does that mean? Don't you have the Tinder app?
1: Oh, Tinder. And this is Tinder.
0: Oh, we'll forget it then.
1: No, I do not have the Tinder app. I don't either. No, I'm... Are you lying? No, I'm dead serious. No, I I see no reason. (laughs) Even if I wasn't married, I would just
0: like bleh. i'd be way too embarrassed you've been locked in a giant saudi arabian ship
1: yeah tinder doesn't doesn't do it, much. it offers
0: no mystique to you no whatsoever. mystique. it's not that interesting
1: <laughs> i'm like pal this isn't as interesting as my stuff not by a long shot
0: i am fascinated by the fact that you don't ever seem rattled by any of this stuff and i'm getting like anxiety stomach pains just hearing about like oh she's trapped how's she gonna get out of there
1: Well, that was my criteria, and I failed at this point. I was like, whoever I marry has to basically have the mental acuity and wherewithal to get me out of Guam should I ever get stuck there. That was – that was, and I've probably – not that he doesn't have the mental acuity. I don't know if he would know how to go about it and doesn't have the wherewithal to get me out of Guam, my husband, so I'm totally screwed. But I was supposed to go to Guam last year, actually. It didn't work out, See,
0: you don't even really have to – like, this detective thing – that I'm very adamant about okay. that you should do is just basically, I think it's a fun way to express the story of your life through this character.
1: There, yes. And then there's the time I got locked up with a meth addict who tried to stab me with his needles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, stuff like that. Where was that? Seattle. Oh, okay. In a basement. Oh, my God. With tinfoil all over the windows. And someone's like, Do you want to go to my friend's house? Okay. So you just go along with things. Not along, but I, you know, it's, I know that within two days of going anywhere, something odd is going to happen. And that's fantastic.
0: See, you are open to those experiences, Completely. but I am very sheltered from those experiences. So if someone said, hey, do you want to come to my friend's place? I'd be like, no.
1: Afghanistan was the happiest I ever was. Really? I have a picture of me on a Blackhawk with like a smile from ear to ear. Like my the biggest smile I've ever had. Like it hurt. I was smiling so much. What would you love about it? It's just, I don't know. I just don't have that fear component. I do like... I dislike heights, you know, I get vertigo, but I jumped out of a plane because it annoyed me that I was scared. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like being afraid of things and I don't really see, I can pretty much talk my way out of most things.
0: Well, I, I think that uh, having that confidence, we're really, what do you think confidence is? I, I'll i tell you what I think it is and, and then you okay. tell me what okay. you, I think confidence is not necessarily the, uh, hey, I'm more awesome than everyone else. I think confidence is about having options and if you feel like you have options, then you're very comfortable because you feel like, well, no matter what, at least I can do this other thing, and that makes you comfortable, and then that that seems to exude confidence.
1: I think it, that that's a good way to put it. I certainly don't think confidence is the I am superior, or, I am this. I think confidence is being able to handle yourself and just roll with a pickle, and just know that you may not get out alive, but okay, then you had a great <laughs> run, you ha- and I hope you go out in a big splashy way.
0: So it doesn't like that doesn't freak you out at all.
1: No. Like really actually, it doesn't, I've, I race cars, I do all sorts of stupid things,
0: but maybe not stupid as long as you, I
1: enjoy, I have a huge smile when I drive fast, like that's what it's about for me, those moments where I can just like, just laugh like a nut because I'm so enjoying the stuff that you're basically not supposed to do or not allowed to do. And I don't like being allowed to do anything.
0: Is the rest of your family like that or is it just you?
1: Uh, pretty much just me They're all really intrepid Five out of six of us Ran away before the age of 15 Oh so, my god Yeah, but don't worry Like my sister's a rocket scientist My brother flies F-16s My other brother um, he's He just got a PhD actually My other brother's I just heard he was learning To drive an 18-wheeler And I was really confused Because he's a doctor And um, like, What? And But he's actually A better human than I He's getting all this Radiology equipment And going to be taking it On his 18 wheelers. He's learning how to drive To reservations To uh, work with you know, people there that need medical care that can't get anywhere. And I thought, you are a much better person than I will ever be. I'm going to go on a yacht now and talk to you later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to go get locked up on a I'm yacht. I'm going to get
1: locked up on a yacht.
0: Somewhere while you're delivering medical. My two
1: yacht experiences didn't go that well. I was on Paul Allen's so and my ear popped and almost like killed me. And then, then, then the Saudi Arabian woman. So maybe that's a Why did a your sign. ear pop on, a, on the... Because it goes down so far. Oh, it, his yacht it, down. He has a helicopter in the boat what yeah
0: what do you inside mean there's a helicopter how's that possible inside of the boat that just like the
1: basement. inside just... of his giant yacht which is like and uh you have to listen to him play and sing with his band that's the price of admission <laughs> 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 i'm like oh yo really <laughs> no this is weirder not.
0: than the time i went to that basement in seattle with the tinfoil windows oh
1: what is this fresh hell do you write any of this stuff down? I do. I'm writing a book right now.
0: Well, okay. But, but that... I
1: have. No, and I have a long-range memory. I have, I have bad short-term memory, but I think they've done studies. There's like two kinds, long-range and short-term. And I have an excellent long-range memory. I remember three and on very clearly.
0: And so this is going to be the focus of the book.
1: The Thrust is just, you know, uh, just the random, you know, I used to like crisscross the Northwest by turning myself in at police stations and saying I was a runaway. <laughs> And um, and they would buy me a bus ticket home. So I would just think, okay, I'm going to go to Idaho now. So then I'd just tell them I was from somewhere in Idaho and go to Pocatello.
0: And they didn't ask? Ever? No. They didn't check?
1: Who are they going to check with? I said, my parents aren't talking to me, but I know I can get to them by the time. I mean, I believe me, a sob story. I, I, I honed and refined my sob story.
0: That's very resourceful. It would very, never occur to me. How did you figure that out? Very resourceful.
1: Because I'm smart. <laughs> and I wanted to travel. And I thought, well, I'm homeless. That's a
0: pickle and i don't want to be on a you know i don't
1: want to be in some creeps car no
0: thank you you know i, I almost think it's more challenging than did you ever watch survivor man
1: um is that the naked one
0: no so that's naked and i afraid. saw naked and dating da- yeah, dating da- naked da- yeah yeah let's get Naked. that's about as outdoorsy
1: as i've gotten on my tv shows
0: survivor man is basically this. this uh it's Canadian, right, Kyle? It's a Canadian guy named Les Stroud, and he basically they just drop him in the middle of something.
1: So, is he like the real Bear Girls kind of thing? Yes. Or I like Bear Girls a yeah, lot. But... Yeah.
0: But you are the sort of real world counterpart to that, or, which I think actually can be more challenging because you have to navigate other people as well. Other
1: people, and with no money. Yeah. None like collecting cans. and Well, I did break into my mom's house through the cat flap and stole a bunch of Christmas presents and pawned them when I was 13. I thought that was
0: pretty (laughs) intrepid. What'd you do with the money?
1: Uh, Bought Taco Bell and food, and um, I got then went to the police and told them I was from Portland, and they got me a ticket from Eugene (laughs) to Portland. And from there, I actually owed this stripper that I was living with named Tina, coincidentally, just like Sasquatch, um, I was living with Tina and three drag queens, and um, I owed her money for the light bill. So you know that was what that seventy-seven dollars. Did she went try to attack
0: you every time you tried to get her out of the closet too?
1: Um, only on the stage. <laughs> no, she was what very you, nice.
0: What do you do when you're thirteen or fourteen on the road?
1: You meet people instantly, and they become your weird Insta family, for real. Like I met this girl the first i escaped from this hospital i was locked up in and um
0: you just casually throw these things I out know. Like this, but I there's so many
1: stories out. behind every story that it's like i'm not even gonna get into You're it. like the but
0: winchester mystery house of stories
1: i i really it's it one it's like the he begat section of the bible it just keeps going <laughs> so i don't bore you but you like i instantly made a best friend at this little coffee shop and she pierced my nose in the bathroom and we were besties you know since then and so we would tour around together and then um Some bad stuff happened to her, and then I met um, a boy in a coffee shop, because you can go for, you know, buy a dollar of coffee, and then you can refill for 25 cents, so thus, if you're homeless, it pushes down hunger pain. Now, my homelessness wasn't, like, looking shitty, don't worry. (laughs) That was not my homeless. Uh, My homeless, I was fierce. Um, the the people I lived with, we would go to Goodwill and I would dress up like Charlie Chaplin. Or I'd wear like little men's 40s, 30s suits and dance on gay nightclub stages all night long. Take acid and just dance. Oh. And that's what I would do at 13.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. W- and what is your brain? It seems to have survived. You seem fine. Thank you. Are you fine? I think so. Do you still... To, or what if this is all just a weird manifestation of a this drug trip you're having on stage back, when you're 13?
1: Right. You what if still I'm be, still on stage. You
0: might still be 13 somewhere, like in Albuquerque on some weird but, stage. But
1: don't you think that? I mean, I do feel like time, space. I don't think it's. I don't know that I believe in past lives because I think everything's concurrent, but all in different time zones. I feel like there's bubbles of lives going on, and you can
0: push against each other. I feel like if someone's going to find it, you will. I will. <laughs> For find, corn's sake, you'll find the bubble. For con's sake, For I'm going to find these things, time bubbles. going to find These there. time
1: bubbles. Come here, you blasted time bubbles. You blasted. Ah, what else do you, you
0: want to do? It feels like you've done a lot of stuff. What's what's left?
1: Movies, more movies to direct. Um, I'll send you mine so you can actually see it. I'd love to see um, it. It's not allowed to be uh, the Academy rules that it can't be shown publicly yet. Um, other than at the theater, I curated a film festival around it, which was really fun. I played uh, like Carrie and um, Silence of the Lambs, The Parent Trap, mm-hmm. which after you see my movie, you'll see why that was... Pretty messed up choice. The Lindsay
0: Lohan parent trap. No. <laughs> okay, good. Duh. Well, okay. Uh, I'm gonna like no. smack
1: you with your Ronald McDonald microphone. <laughs> for corn's sake, what would Stubbs say? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I. There's a lot of stuff. There's. Um, I'm doing an adventure show. Shocking, but true. I was like, right. why not m- do what I want and get paid for it? I mean, I want to go to war zones. I want to live in a yurt. I want to like be in Tibet with the. You know like fighting with the Nepalese. I want to do what it takes to just go anywhere and see everything. And and there's still a lot more to do. So I'll probably wind up protesting, you know, the uh, anti-gay sentiment in Russia and wind up in a jail there because I'm going to go there in like three months. We'll see how that goes.
0: (laughs) That is a very bold move.
1: End up in some gulag somewhere. God, that would suck. North Korea does stress me out. But I would hope if Kim Jong-un is listening, if he would like to invite me there, I would go. But well, you know what was amazing about that whole thing when Dennis Rodman went? Like they curated like people outside playing. They curated billboards that showed happy people. They like, literally the where they were everywhere they drove, they scripted life to happen. Oh my god. Fascinating. And my other favorite thing about Kim Jong Un is that um, The Onion Twice Now has they've done things on him. Or I'm sure they've done more than one or two, but the big one last year was um He won, uh, the onion said Kim Jong-un wins people's sexiest man alive, you know, cover and that was splashed all over the front page in North Korea as if that was the God's honest truth, which is amazing. I
0: feel like maybe they don't know about the onion in North Korea.
1: No, but Kim Jong-un does believe he is in fact the sexiest man alive. I do maintain the higher the kicks of any army, the crazier those people are. That's actually a real, like you're kicking real high. You are nuts.
0: Yeah. You're up for some shit.
1: You're up for some shit. Yeah. Like you got some high kicks. What do
0: you intend? What would you want to do in North Korea?
1: Hopefully, not get stuck in a North Korean prison because that <laughs> would also suck. That's, Hard labor camp. These are my fears. This is why, um, no, I finagle my way into the Pentagon, the CIA, the White House. I finagle, I'm a finagler. I finagle my way into Air Force Two. Very cool.
0: How have. Why has the government not tried to turn you into something To stop me? <laughs> <opera>? <laughs> no, they're like, we can't contain her. We must... B- <laughs>
1: we must put her to work. Um, because I think usually for um, things like that, they tend to get white males from Yale or Harvard.
0: I don't know why. I know. It's so boring. You have so much more life experience than and someone who And I can be anywhere
1: and do anything. And I have an excuse for all of it. There's, just because I want to. There's this, I've met some fascinating
0: people. Are you, there's this like Lefemme Nikita sort of a...
1: And I shoot guns, so yes, there is quality too. <laughs> Naturally, I do, of course. Well, I, shoot, I shot a lot in movies, so I just thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be really good at this.
0: And can you uh, disassemble a rifle and put it back together?
1: Not a rifle. I'm not a rifle person. Rifles, like, it, it, it would be inconvenient to go around with a rifle.
0: What's your gun of choice? Beretta. Mm-hmm.
1: And I like, like Sig hours a lot.
0: All right. I don't know anything about guns, so I'm just going to say that.
1: I don't own one, though. I'm Irish. We're prone to melancholy. It's not a smart idea. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> we're a melancholy sort.
0: Well, it's nice to recognize that about yourself. <laughs> I
1: know my limits. I know my limits. <laughs> How to keep myself safe for me?
0: But then the Irish. Are you 100% Irish?
1: I'm probably like 80%, and then the other percent is English and French.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's you're in the it, same. We're, we're the land
1: of the small nose people. Like if you <laughs> if you are from here, you will have a small nose and white skin, pretty much.
0: Hmm. Uh, what is is there anything about your personality that you would change if you could?
1: I wish I would have rebelled sooner. And I'm not even rebelling. It's just ownership, really. It's just ownership of who I am. Uh, I wish I would have woken up sooner, but I couldn't. I wasn't in a position to. I would have gone crazy. I had to, I was going crazy. I had to go to hypnotherapy like twice a month because I was having panic attacks and I couldn't because when you're on a show, you're contractually obligated basically to not travel for
0: nine months. Oh my God. So you're basically your core directive was being violated because for every
1: day I could tell you what I was doing at six Oh one AM six months in advance. And that for my brain was hell on earth. Oh my, literally it was, it was, it, it was, uh, it was the worst kind of situation for my brain. Yeah. How long did you do charmed? Five years. Oh, that's a lot. Every time we got renewed, I would cry, like cry. (laughs) And well, what happened is I was only supposed to be on it for two years and I doubled the ratings, which was great. And I had a really fun time for those two years. It was fine. And then I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm out. And then the lawyers, as it turned out, the shyster lawyer had signed a five-year deal without my knowing. And they re-upped the other two girls, the studio. Oh, the ratings are so high. Would you like to sign on again for three years? Which then effectively, effectively locked me into the five. And demons. Lots of demons. I talked to a lot of demons. I'll meet people who are like, I was a guest star. I'm like, did I kill you? They're like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when you finished charmed, was that that's not when you was that when you took off? That's when you took off.
1: I did a Tarantino movie and a Rodriguez movie yeah. and then I pieced out. That was it. That was the tipping point. I'm on a Tarantino set and was like, What? And everybody else was so grateful and happy to be there. and part of me was grateful, certainly. And he's amazing to watch work, but I wasn't, I I just wasn't like feeling the whole thing. I think I was just done and I just wanted to go and fly and be free. And so I did.
0: And was your plan ever to come back or did you eventually just go, eh, fuck it, I'll just go I
1: always kept a house here, which was dumb fiscally. I should have probably not, I think I kept a house here because I had two Boston Terriers. I would come back like every 10 days. I would make it for about three days for, like, have a reaction to Los Angeles and leave again. I was like, I gotta get out of here. It didn't occur, but I could never figure out where else I wanted to actually live. Where am I getting to go? Like, North Dakota?
0: What? I hate cold weather. So you just, did you just spin the globe and poke your finger on it and go? Yes.
1: I literally cannot tell you where I'll be in a week from now. I mean, I might be in Paris or New York, but um from there i want to go out to the loire valley and visit some of the chateaus and the, the things but i'm gonna do it like you know with my farmer friend out there who's got a hay or he's gonna take me around where so, i mean i roll with the people that are like they seem like the fancy people but i, I you know i'm just as comfortable on a donkey cart because i've done that too
0: where is uh where's some place that you haven't been yet that you want to go
1: Ooh, kazakhstan um i would love to go to iran but i fear that wouldn't end well um do you ever want to go? I to want th- to go to Beirut.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do want to go to Israel. Um, maybe it's not the best time.
0: Would you ever want to go to like Antarctica and just like? Go I out do. To-
1: nah. I well. Okay. I don't agree with cruises normally because they just look like a bat, like panic. That just looks like you cannot get out of this thing. Oh yeah. That just looks like a nightmare. Plus, I've been told. Actually it was on that I'm a waste of a buffet because I don't eat enough. <laughs> so I just thought me and cruises. No. But there is a cruise for Alaska that I want to do that just to see all the icebergs and I've I done hear that, that and... one's insane.
0: Is it beautiful? It's nice. I mean the thing about these cruise ships is they're so fucking big.
1: Oh, well, I want to get a small one. Oh, okay. I don't want to get some monster
0: situation. I was gonna say then you wouldn't feel so trapped. On a big one? Yeah.
1: Oh, you feel less trapped? Of course. Oh.
0: Because I just thought there's, there's more
1: people no button of
0: space. But there's more people to hide from. There are more people yeah. And
1: what about that whole thing where they're always vomiting and getting diarrhea? That, like, there's that.
0: I think that's only happened maybe five times on one cruise line <laughs>
1: <laughs> in the in last the past year. couple of
0: years. <laughs> 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 I think that was a very specific.
1: Yeah. Like, can you imagine very... everybody puking off the rail and they have buckets in uh, for number two in the hull? Whole... I mean, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh.
0: But that could happen on a small ship, too. I've yeah. never
1: heard of it. Well. So you do. Cru-
0: you cruise i don't cruise i don't cruise that often i don't have a lot of time to do that stuff you would hate my life because my life is so regimented it's so regimented and i'm in the same place monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday roughly the same place like my life is very scheduled but i'm very comfortable that way i kind of like the pattern i like the pattern
1: i like uh yeah, oh. not having patterns.
0: I don't know what to do with free time. You actually I don't
1: Well, free time isn't really free in a way because
0: Cuz Paul Allen's going to play with his band.
1: Well, that's different, you know, That's a like I said, that's a high price of admission. <laughs> and I don't even like Windows. So there. Oh shit. Snaps. Um, total Mac girl. So,
0: uh how what's good advice that you could give for to someone who is does not love being alone with their thoughts? Who does not love it? Yeah. I feel like that's why people do most of the crazy shit that they do. Like, that's why people get addicted to things. That's why people... It's I like- think
1: quickly. So luckily, I can think while I'm doing things. But I do... Um, you know, the power went out in my house. And that's when I had the epiphany. I'm like, oh, my God, I hate acting. Oh, my God, I've always hated acting. Oh, my God, I hate <laughs> fantasy. Holy shit.
0: A light went off.
1: Oh, the, for 10... A major light. And it wasn't that I hated acting. It was just I hated... Like, I saw the seven years and I was like, oh, this is what I was running from. And I don't have to do it on those terms. So just if you're scared of being alone with yourself, I would suggest smoking weed. <laughs> and just chill out. Put on some nice music. It's okay. God, and it's okay to not be busy.
0: Oh, what? No. Yeah, no. What I mean, about? I
1: do like, I have like 400 things that I do at one time, but it's really fun. It's fun um it's fun and challenging, you know, I mean, I was in Toronto for 26 hours last week and then like did 10 talk shows and came back and did a bunch of others, like whatever work here. And like, you just, you just switch gears. You do all of it. You, you just, have a lot you of just energy. handle it. Um, I pretend. No, I, I guess I'm, I don't know. I get eight, eight hours of sleep. So that's good. Do you good. really? Yeah. Oh I love God. sleep.
0: What's that like? You don't sleep? No, I sleep for five hours.
1: Six hours is like a bet noir. Six hours ruins my entire day. Three hours, I'm, like, I'm better on three and five than I am on like six. Eight, ten is too much and I'll sleep for two days straight. Yep. That would never happen in your world, would it?
0: No, no. Uh, Any time that I've ever been able to sleep for a long period of time, I just feel groggy all day. Yeah. My body has dictated how much it wants me to sleep, no matter how much I protest. Do you, want, do you need more? I guess I don't. I guess would just, you don't. It just would just be nice it. to not wake nice. up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Ugh.
1: I woke up at 5 the other day. There was absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> it was so boring. The
0: silence I, is so loud. No,
1: I was doing a lot of things. But then there's so many times that you actually have to make business calls or things like this. And there's nobody to talk to because all the people in LA don't get into their offices till 10 a.m. Right. So there's the stretch of like... And I can't write in the morning because I'm busy trying not to throw up because I'm awake too early.
0: Right. <laughs> You're... Vi- <laughs> Very busy trying not to throw up.
1: I'm very busy. That was like my acting in the morning is like basically consisted of me trying not to throw up for the first two
0: hours. So that's what happens if you don't get enough sleep.
1: No, that's what happens when I get up early. Oh. It doesn't matter how much I sleep.
0: See, that... It's the
1: death of me. I'm a night owl. I just like... Like, even if I'm really tired, the second the night comes, and I
0: wake up. Love it. Do you... There's nobody to
1: talk to then either.
0: No. What do you do? Do you go online? I read. I read you a read. lot. I read a lot. Are you, you, you said you're a Mac person. Do you enjoy the internet or do you not enjoy the internet?
1: When I take Ambien, I order really weird things online. So apparently <laughs> part of me really enjoys the internet. I bought a car from Japan without remembering it for two weeks. Like,
0: yeah. And did it show up? It did. And so and does it
1: drive on the wrong side? Yes. And and it was a concept car, so it doesn't actually exist. So it had to be registered and insured in Florida as a golf cart. I had to hire a lawyer to go through all 50 States to like, it was a damn cute
0: car. Um, so in a way these type of weird ambient am, purchases are like you giving presents to your future self.
1: Right. And they show up. I got a unicorn head the other day. I got a triple XL sweatshirt with a kitten on it. Um, <laughs> I ordered some, I'm like, what? Like I'm trying to follow the, the, track like the the thought process but it's it's inexpensive uh when i travel and jet lag that's the only time i take it because you need to get back into the rhythm but that's when i buy really weird things i don't eat i don't go out and do that stuff but you know i buy online and i've saved my password and things on apparently many weird and i get like i get weird boxes of i got um a porcelain Christmas tree with a mm-hmm. squirrel on top from Enid, Oklahoma, somebody mm-hmm. on eBay.
0: Yep. You might have to change your passwords to, uh, to protect yourself from Ambient Rose.
1: Ambient Rose is expensive. <laughs> Ambient Rose is an expensive girl.
0: <laughs> so uh, the movie is, uh, Dawn. is called Dawn. Set in
1: 1961, I want to explore girl politics in that era, what happens when a girl is societally and maternally conditioned to behave in a certain way, and then what happens when a lamb meets a wolf and you've been conditioned.
0: How many times have you had to say that in the last couple weeks?
1: Actually, I just found it a way to actually say it succinctly for the first time. Just now? I'm a really bad explainer. That was a good explaining. Thank you. I'm really, really bad at summarizing. It didn't uh, sound
0: like it. That's from that. awesome.
1: That actually was the first time I've had those thoughts, but never put in a sentence where it actually made. Total I'm sense.
0: honored that we, I could be here for this moment.
1: It was a big moment for me. Thank <laughs> you. It's only taken me like you know since Sundance. What's that? Five months? Six months? It's yeah. only taken me since then.
0: I'm surprised that the uh, publicist has not uh, written these down. I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to. Because I don't to put
1: like them. that kind of stuff.
0: No. Nope. She didn't write it down. Arms crossed. She's not writing She's shit like, down. Mm-hmm. Nope. you
1: on your own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, where, what? At what stage is the film at now?
1: The stage of the film at now, it just finished its run because it has to. Um, they, have, you know, the Academy has all these funny rules, so it has to. Sundance chose it to put in theaters this fall and winter, which is great. So it's playing all around the country, um, but it has to be an Oscar or an Academy-sanctioned theater, and it has to be exhibited with a paid admission for a week. So that's why I did a festival. I was like, "Well, it seems a little arrogant for people just to come downtown for a short film. I'm, right. I'm going to give them something else and discuss film with them and discuss, like, on Parent Trap. Pay attention to the production design. Carrie. Pay attention to Brian De Palma's tracking shots. Pay attention, to like, a lot of stuff. So I would talk before the films and discuss the, the background of the film and and the art of it, really, and what we're there seeing. And I think it makes for a better viewing experience What
0: are you gonna do if you win an oscar take over the world <laughs> go to guam is that gonna be weird
1: i'm not even going there but it really is to be in a position where you're even being considered is pretty cool because it's more just a part of history and for me i'm like a huge history buff i mean that was the best thing about charm was shooting on the paramount lot you know being under those like the same stages and 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 Seeing the same sights and having the same sounds as your predecessors from, you know, the 1920s is is uh, pretty intense and, and a pretty special to be in a part of that. You know, it's it's a pretty special thing to be part of that history.
0: Do you fear or you worry? Well, you don't fear anything. It sounds like, but I mean, at what point do you think the directing could get to be this kind of trap that acting became? Because it, it's clear that you're not in that space right now.
1: I don't think it would become a trap because it's my own voice for the first time. Right. So, no. Uh, I I have three movies in the works right now, directing, for directing.
0: Feature length? Feature.
1: And the thing is, is that the short, like when you see it, you'll see it's it's basically a full three acts in 17 minutes, which is very difficult to do. But I'd only seen two short films before I directed it, so I wasn't trying to model it on anything I'd seen. Um, It has the tension of Night of the Hunter, the loneliness of an Edward Hopper painting. I wanted that. And I cribbed the production design, which I did myself, Um, all the furniture, all the everything from the original Parent Trap California section. So, you know, it's, um, no, I roll hard.
0: In the rolling hard, are you good at delegating or do you feel like you have to do everything yourself?
1: I am, that's, I can just do it faster
0: But you can't do everything. I can't
1: do everything, but no, you make great hires and you work with them. And you, you know, pre-production is really important. And a lot of people speed through pre-production, and that's where you work out a lot of those kinks. So once you're on set, it's pretty smooth. You have to do solid pre-production.
0: Do you think you'd want to direct like a two hundred million dollar film, or is that just too much bullshit to deal with?
1: It would be very. I'd be hard pressed to see. I mean. I mean, maybe like a Zero Dark Thirty or something like that, but I'd be very hard-pressed to see what kind of story they could come up with at that price that would interest me remotely.
0: And if you did, you'd have to listen to Paul Allen's band like this.
1: Again. (laughs) This time I'll make him listen to me, (laughs) knock him off the stage and be like, listen, I got this mic, babe. Are you performing anywhere around town? I have actually, that is one of my favorites. I'm terrified of singing in public. What? I have no problem singing like right now. I have no problem doing that. But in front of people? I... Don't know what it's like to stand on a stage and not have something being somebody else.
0: Oh well Thank. It's now like really right now I have to. You have but no choice. It, it does
1: I might throw up first and, but I'll act my way
0: through but it. But once you get past the throw up hump, then you're good. Like at
1: Outfest when you saw me, I was I was in a throw
0: up hump. Well but you did But you
1: would never know. You
0: didn't it didn't seem that way at all.
1: No, and even on a red carpet my knee bounces underneath my dress. It's like shakes.
0: You got laughs. You got laughs at that. Did I? You, you got laughs.
1: Because when you're on stage you just kinda hear like a uh, like in your head you don't really
0: Yeah, but it's you know the that's same good. I thing got that laughs. the same thing that got you out of the hull of a Saudi Arabian wooden ship got me out of that would get you out of that. Like you would have an you, you should. Trust. Oh,
1: I won't. Yeah, I learned how to walk on, in high heels because I had to because I was going down a runway and I was like, God damn it, I'm not going to fall.
0: <laughs> but so, then if you do, then you just get up and you're like, all right,
1: which I've done a million times too.
0: Which is fine,
1: and that's what we do, and that's what humans do. I,
0: I really, 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 it. it I feel like, not that it's my business, I feel like you have to sing in public now because you've, caught, you've, you've done most of the things that people are afraid of.
1: True. Balls. Damn it. Damn it, Jim.
0: But, damn it, Jim. Damn it. I'm a doctor, not a lounge singer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm kind
0: of a lounge singer.
1: Kind of a lounge singer. <sighs> Bubbles McCoy. My nom de guerre.
0: <laughs> Bubbles McCoy, tying it back around. That's right that's Bring a back. that's a lovely that i feel like that is a that is sticking the landing for the end of the podcast we've been talking for an hour and six minutes
1: oh wow but i could talk to you all day and i'm sure what are you writing your friend here is writing like a he makes show notes oh, okay this sucked on this show don't do it again okay. on the next one is that your show note we're talking to his producer
0: no oh kyle's not Cruises. a producer don't elevate his position i don't know
1: what sorry kyle you're bento- you've been demoted in the conversation.
0: I have to keep Kyle in his cage, and every time I got to feed him or give him his medicine, he tries to attack me.
1: Right? That's mm-hmm. why you have to do, like with Sasquatch, you have to put the, you have to put some clothes over your arms before you get around his mouth.
0: That's what I have to do. Kyle also looks like a Sasquatch.
1: Well, yes. Yeah.
0: Like, if you saw Kyle just naked in the woods, you'd be like, that looks about right.
1: That looks about right. I would grow out your beard a little bit more and a little rougher. That's good. But I think you could go full Squatch.
0: <laughs> would you do the full Squatch, Kyle? Yeah.
1: Can you? Do you have chest hair? Can you somehow merge your neck and chest hair? Because
0: that would be full squatch. Just like all the way you, Have down. you ever
1: seen those guys with the t-shirts and their hair like meets together and it sticks out? No, no. You've got a nice sprinkling.
0: I, I, I have a good... I have a good amount of chest hair, yeah, but it's gonna, not. It's not too. It's not aggressive. It's. Not, it. But there's more than you think there's going to be.
1: Well, there's there's those guys at the public pool that you see, and you're like, dear God, yeah, like the back pelt. And you're like, come on, right? And then me, meanwhile, these are the kind of guys with stickers that say like, no fat chicks or something,
0: right? <laughs> Always those idiots. <laughs> yeah. And why don't those girls <laughs> say no back hair?
1: Yeah. How about you, squatch? Yeah,
0: yeah. fucking jerks. Shave jerks. your back, Kyle.
1: Yeah, shave your back, Kyle. <laughs> God damn it. I was gonna it's like weird. that was like. What I was gonna say, before I was gonna allow myself to come in here today. Yeah, well, shave your back, Kyle. But I, I, I got caught up. I was too busy. I'm well, sorry. at least it got out. At least I mean, it at got least you now. were
0: able to get to that point at the end.
1: I'm sure you don't have back hair. You do. Huh? It's weird. It's an island right?
0: So My makes fun of it. I am a rock. Kyle has, has an island, island of hair. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Good to see you, Rose. Good to
1: see you, Chris.
0: Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> Kyle, Shaver back. Yes, now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them.